Welcome to TV7 Israel's podcast. We invite you to listen and share our latest content from Israel and the region. Shalom and welcome to Editor's Note. I'm Yair Pinto, and together with me, as always, is TV7 Israel Editor-in-Chief Jonathan Hessen. How are you doing? Praise God. Doing well, thank you. How about yourself? I'm doing great. Great to have you here. Last week, you were in Finland recording Europa Stands that will be aired, actually, at 9 p.m. right after this show. So Roughly two hours from now. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me, indeed. Uh, yeah, it was... A lively program, uh, quite interesting. Uh, we had uh, a new addition to the program who uh, I regard in very high esteem. He is the head of one of the most uh, uh, concrete mm-hmm. um, institutes uh, for geostrategy and, and policy, uh, the Danube Institute in Budapest, Hungary. Okay. Uh, Mr. John O'Sullivan who formerly also served as the policy writer and speech writer, uh, a senior advisor, basically, of uh, the late premier of Great Britain, Margaret Thatcher. Wow. Others, indeed. Very interesting. So uh, he has the ear of many leaders in Europe, Mm -hmm. um, a conservative person, a strong uh, individual who has quite the clarity, and we are very blessed to have the opportunity also to... Uh, have close contact with him and, and with uh, others, of course, uh, mm-hmm. throughout uh, Europe, throughout the world. But uh, it was quite interesting to hear his thoughts also on the program. And I encourage people at home, of course, to watch today's program mm-hmm. that uh, speaks of multiple angles. Uh, not everybody agreed with everybody <laughs> about everything, but... Well. Uh, uh, in a room when everybody agrees something is probably off. Definitely. Uh, so, um, indeed, it's been a blessing. Okay, good. Well, very exciting to watch it. And uh, before we start the show, let's uh, ask God to join us. And could you, back at home, please join me in prayer. Our Father in Heaven, thank you. Thank you for being our provider. Thank you for the ability to produce these programs that enable and uh, give everybody, people back at home, the information, uh, truthful information about situation, that we can really use this information and pray. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem, pray for the peace of Europe, and basically pray for our salvation, our family's salvation. So God, please help us use uh, the tools that uh, you provide us to do good. And we really thank you for the ability here in TV7 Israel to go and record these programs. We pray for more favor from uh, more people with uh, information, with influence, to really uh, reach more people, reach the leaders of this world with uh, your your truth and your wisdom. We pray for everybody back at home that you will bless them. And we pray for our team here in Jerusalem. We pray for Jonathan, for strength, uh, for myself. And uh, bless this program. B'Shem Yeshua HaMashiach. Amen. 
Well, Jonathan, um, it's the last week of June. It came again. And um, so basically we have one more week of Israel news. Then we go into our July production break that is according to the fitness schedule. So we will keep working. We will keep um, producing programs, just not the news uh, during the month of July. Mm-hmm. So uh, um, it, came, it came again, but uh, we, we believe that, you know, first of all, it's important to, to take uh, a bit of a break and to relax, to refuel our energy uh, resources. And uh, we believe that in the future, God will provide us more means even to do extra programs and also news if we have additional team and finance during the month of July. And of course, this is something that we need the, uh, you know, the help of our viewers as we are donation-based, as, uh, as we keep uh, telling you back at home that if you feel that uh, you like what you do and you want more programs, more production, and also just to help us sustain what we do, then please uh, go to our website, www.tv7israelnews.com and uh, make a donation. Thank you. Anything to add, Jonathan? Absolutely. You know, um, we spoke of this, uh, the last program, Mm -hmm. actually the one before that, but TV7 is a community that Mm -hmm. is growing, you know, and uh, it is so encouraging, uh, especially when we're all aware, we all see what's happening on the news, we uh, cover it extensively. Uh, The world is in distress, It is faced with multiple challenges that for a number of generations, um, nobody could comprehend that the world has not changed. Uh, So humanity is uh, still flawed. Um, And uh, personally, I believe, as many of uh, our TV7 family understands, that without God, there is no peace. Mm-hmm. And the only mm-hmm. peace uh, that truly manifests uh, this utopian uh, perception that uh, uh, we all understand to manifest ultimately in the Garden of Eden is a place where we are close to God. Mm-hmm. That is the only utopia uh, that can emerge. Uh, the Prince of Peace our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and everything that manifests through him, that is uh, the only true uh, reality mm-hmm. in which uh, humanity can ultimately prevail uh, in light, mm-hmm. absence of uh, darkness, you know. So we need to pray for the situation. Uh, it is a precarious time. Uh, we need to stand together mm-hmm. as one body, Um all over the world, you know, in, in the United States, in Europe, in, in Canada, in, in South America, Brazil, and, you know, Asia, Africa, wherever we are, Australia, we are one family. And we need to work together to further the kingdom and to make a difference for his namesake. Mm-hmm. And as we work on producing those various productions... They are there for a purpose. They're there for us to comprehend the times that we're living in, to understand that we're not living in a reality that is simple. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, 
to know also how to pray and to pray for our leaders. You know, I don't agree with what our leaders are doing in every constellation, in every corner. Uh, there are months of, of uh, different, you know, philosophies and ideologies that are being pushed forward uh, quite radically, um, which we we look and, and we realize, okay, this is going against God, mm-hmm. not alone um, in parallel, but against. So we need to understand that we need to pray for our leaders. We need to pray for those in office who do, we do not agree with, yeah. because without God's intervention, they will not change. <laughs> Regardless of whether we're critical of their policies or we're supportive, uh, supportive of their policies, the the people in power need to receive God's guidance mm-hmm. and a discernment to make the right decisions that we may live in a reality where we may serve God uh, absent of persecution. And unfortunately, that's not the case in most countries mm-hmm. throughout the world East, West, South, doesn't matter. We mm-hmm. are faced with challenges that challenge our essence yeah. uh, as believers, and, and we need to be strong and, and stand up for that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And this is what we what we do here at TV7 Israel, at uh, TFTN. We try to give uh, our viewers the information of what's happening and what to pray for. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Okay, but let's get to... To today's or last week's events, basically. So we had multiple stuff. Where do you want to start, Jonathan? Well, obviously, politics. Uh, you know, my mother always told me, Jonathan, don't become a politician. It's, ah. it's not good for you. <laughs> um, I, I have politicians in my family, um, obviously, and advisors who work behind mm-hmm. the scenes on policy, people in military, and Everybody was always curious, okay, where is uh, this cousin going to and where is that uh, uh, cousin going to? And and everybody was sure that I would always become a politician. Um, And I always said, you know, if if everything that we do are constitute as tools and if God calls us to utilize specific tools Mm -hmm. to further his will, his agenda on earth, then it's something that we all should be willing to pursue. Mm-hmm. Uh, nevertheless, uh, politics is so dirty and <laughs> so um, detached from anything godly in, in uh, reality. In order to sustain power, you need to outmaneuver your opponents. Yeah. And that demands uh, a lot of, of um, strategic thinking and, and tactical implications that are not always... Uh, as um, peaceful, um, not necessarily violent, <clears throat> excuse me, but not necessarily peaceful either yeah. in uh, proceeding forward. So uh, ultimately, when I look at the current uh, state of play in in uh, the, the Israeli political arena, mm-hmm. it is um, as dirty as it can get. Wow. Okay? And, and unfortunately... Uh, this has been going on for some time. This will be uh, the fifth election, if indeed tomorrow it is dissolved. Yeah. Uh, the the parliament here in Israel or Knesset uh, in Hebrew. This uh, would lead Israel into a situation 
where once again there is political instability. There is already political instability, yeah. but there is political instability that uh, emerges at a time when uh, geopolitical instability and strategic instability throughout the Middle East and beyond uh, will impact also uh, the way things take place domestically, but also uh, beyond that. And before we go to the to the points of like what will happen now with this you know transitional government, why did this government dissolve itself? Maybe you can explain this to our viewers. So this government has been a fragile government from day one. Mm-hmm. They had a, a tiny majority. A one-seat majority. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is not something that everybody was surprised that they sustained for so long. Which is a year, right? One year. One year. Indeed. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think they were surprised as well. Uh, moreover, everybody is surprised that Bennett decided not to head the government during the transition period, which uh, it means that tomorrow... We have a new prime minister. We will have a new prime minister... Until the election. Uh, thereafter, indeed. Yair uh, Lapid. Mm-hmm. Uh, the current foreign minister who will take over, and he will be in a transition government. Now, this may take longer than people think if, yes. indeed, we go into election. There's still plenty of time to unmaneuver this um, move by uh, the former prime minister and currently the opposition leader, uh, Benjamin Netanyahu. So he has a choice, basically. He has an option to form another coalition now? So if he's able to gain six beyond 61 mandates within the current parliament, uh, which is the 24th parliament since the inception of Israel, he would be then uh, able to go to the president mm-hmm. to say, I have enough seats to avoid elections, to avoid uh, excessive expenditure for no real reason. Mm-hmm. And uh, I will take over and fulfill the remainder period of time, which includes three years, another roughly three years, three years mm-hmm. indeed. So uh, if it's possible or not remains to be seen. Mm-hmm. The committees, as uh, you were uh, reading the news on uh, Wednesday, mm-hmm. specifically on, on this, of course, that there are two committees, the Constitutional Committee and the Parliamentary Committee. Um, common practice says that if the government decides to dissolve, they table the draft resolution or the resolution in order to uh, pass first, second, and third he- uh, readings. Mm-hmm. Um, Passing the law, basically, to dissolve. In order to government. pass the law. And then uh, the first reading of of that bill and the vote thereof needs to pass and then it goes into one of the committees to decide okay when are we going to do that when yeah the practicalities there? of of this decision technicalities yeah. indeed so uh, now the the head of uh, or the chairperson of the parliamentary committee Olbach mm-hmm. uh, he is one of the defectors who caused this whole government to collapse in the first place. He was part of the coalition, then he moved to the opposition, basically. He didn't move to the opposition necessarily, but he was trying to understand um, what are my options and how can I sustain power within the current context. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, the, the 
past year was a government in Israel that had nothing in common mm -hmm. uh, from uh, within uh, the ideological perspective. So you had left, right, Islamists, uh, yeah. communists, uh, extremists from all directions, um, and also centrists. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. you had everything from everything. And uh, many of uh, the, the right-leaning factions, including Olbach, who is from Bennett's party, mm -hmm. from, you know, all Pro places, yeah. um, he didn't intend from the get-go, and everybody was aware that uh, Yair Lapid would become prime minister. Uh -huh. So uh, it was, of course, a... Uh, quite a, a tumultuous time. Uh, it wasn't only from right, also the left side uh, tried to uh, convince each other to remain because many things were passed that uh, didn't succeed. But uh, as I said, the complexities ultimately uh, drove to this situation. Mm -hmm. Now, if it goes to the parliamentary uh, committee, Olbach, that same individual, has the opportunity to delay that uh -huh. committee and then to grant Netanyahu more time to convince additional members of parliament from the current coalition to join him mm -hmm. into uh, an emerging alternative within the 24th parliamentary session. I see. So that will save the country another election, but will move the power to Netanyahu and to his Indeed. bloc. Indeed. And this coalition was formed out of hatred of Netanyahu rather yes. than anything else. So they're doing everything in their power right now not to go to the parliamentary committee. Not to give them more time. Yeah. To go to the secondary committee, which is a constitutional committee, which also has legal rights to deliberate those matters. And that committee is headed by... Uh, it's headed by... Um, a ch uh, the chairman is from the Labour Party. I see, okay. From uh, the left. So it, he is within the coalition. He is... So, yeah, so they have an interest contact. not to give the power to Netanyahu and to Indeed. make a swift transition into elections. Correct, correct. And then within the elections, however, the, the game is open. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it could go either side. Right now, according to four separate polls mm -hmm. that were conducted immediately last week, even though uh, polls at those preliminary stages Definitely. are not really uh, indicators for anything, the situation is still 60-60, meaning so, yeah. there is no really uh, a winning block. Neither Netanyahu nor Yair Lapid have a, a parliamentary majority uh, based on those projections, mm -hmm. but it remains to be seen. I see. But just to conclude this election topic, until we have an election or a new uh, coalition government, is Israel still functioning? Who is uh, leading yes. the country? The institutions in Israel are very strong. Okay. Institutions uh, within the context of, of the defense establishment, the law establishment, uh, the courts are functioning very uh, vigorously, and, and this is a, a land of law and order, mm -hmm. okay? Uh, I know that there are anarchists, like in every country, and movements, you know, that claim to be anti-fascist, or I don't know what, those are anarchists who seek to destabilize systems in order to advance uh, non-democratic agendas. Mm -hmm. uh, let's put this uh, in the mm -hmm. forefront. 
Um, we saw what was happening in the United States. We saw what was happening uh, beyond that also in South Africa and elsewhere. Okay, Sometimes this is also triggered by either the opposition yeah. or the coalition, for that matter. Sometimes governments want this to happen to justify certain actions. Or to divert attention to other there, areas. There are yeah. plenty of maneuvering behind closed doors, um, which for people who are not keen on, on the way things function behind closed doors, uh, immediately a lot of conspiracies jump out. Of course. You know, and, course. and divert attention. By the way, many of those conspiracies are also planted. Mm-hmm by intelligence agencies, by counterintelligence agencies to try and uh, and uh, divert public attention or uh, create a certain fog over mm-hmm. certain decision-making. Um, and unfortunately, it happens everywhere, and, and people um, are, are falling into the trap because yeah. many media outlets, many um, also private individuals who have suddenly a YouTube channel or uh, a certain, you know, telegram or something, um, they they think that they know everything because they go and research everything, but they fall into the trap because they, they exactly. are not familiar with how things are actually happening behind Yeah, and of course, because of the platform they have, they have a reach, you know, of millions and they can change public opinion. Unfortunately, like many people are mm-hmm. falling into the trap of deception. And, uh, you know, intelligence agencies are, are using that. Of course. Yeah. Well, no, thanks for this, uh, this first uh, topic on, of the show. But I would like to ask you about another topic. There was a multi-sector drill that included the Israeli chief of staff and uh, American generals in CENTCOM in the United States. Could you please elaborate on this uh, drill? We can Indeed. see behind you all the generals. Well, uh, you can see behind us uh, the people from the, the general staff of, mm-hmm. of the United States, uh, including uh, the chief of general staff of Israel and uh, the leadership of uh, CENTCOM. Uh, it was actually a subsequent exercise, uh, not only on an operational level, but from a strategic level uh, to uh, get both the United States and uh, Israel on the same page from a strategic level. Okay, uh, meaning from like the the higher levels of the command. Indeed. So most um, exercises, mm-hmm. of course, you want your troops to exercise in the field, yeah. but that's not the reason. The people you focus on pre- predominantly are the people who play the chess. <laughs> yes. Okay. okay. You can always practice moving the pawns and the horses and the uh, uh, towers and and whatnot. Ultimately, the person holding it and moving those to the directions is the person who would dictate victory or failure. Yes. So uh, this um, exercise, obviously, Chief of General Staff, Lieutenant General Aviv Kochavi briefed his American counterparts, also the Israelis received a briefing from mm-hmm. their CENTCOM counterparts. Uh, and the whole discussion was pretty much then followed up by a specific war game <laughs> that uh, simulated a multi-sector war in cooperation with the United States, in cooperation with other partners in the region, and we'll keep it at that. Mm-hmm. Um but when we're talking specifically about 
what was taking place there. And, and just to go through, um, the it was a strategic operational forum, um, which specifically, and, and I, I just want to go into the, the ultimate statement that was made mm-hmm. by defense, uh, by the chief of, of uh, uh, the Israeli military, who said the cooperation amongst us, referring to the United States and Israel, and I'm simultaneously translating from Hebrew, yeah. uh, is not founded just on operational planning, but uh, it is um, uh, embedded within it uh, a true strategic um, uh, pillar that impacts the entire sector, the entire region, meaning the greater Middle East, the Persian Mm -hmm. Gulf, and and, uh, beyond. And uh, this uh, cooperation, operational cooperation, uh, creates a power that is not just um, measured by the uh, operational capabilities or uh, uh, the tools, but also in lessons learned in uh, joint efforts to maintain close coordination, close contact, and Mm -hmm. deepening cooperation between the two countries, meaning the United States of America and and the state of Israel. Mm -hmm. Um, This is something that we need to understand. Of course, uh, they had extensive discussions on this matter, and it was a multi-sector simulation. Mm -hmm. We can see the map, uh, which the MCR will uh, just uh, set up. When we're talking about a multi-sector war, we're talking about, first and foremost, a war between Israel and the Islamic Republic of Iran. If that breaks out, um, the United States has a keen interest to maintain its security interests in the Middle East. Mm. And one of those guarantors of U.S. interests in the Middle East is the state of Israel. Mm-hmm. So obviously it is committed to Israel's security. Okay. It is a joint interest, okay? Um, many people who dislike Israel say, why does the United States support Israel? Well, it is an American interest. I see. Okay, yeah. it's not because... They're nice to us. They're nice to us necessarily. Of course, they're nice to us in many cases. Sometimes they're not so nice to yeah. us, uh, but uh, it, it's a two-way street, mm-hmm. okay? We receive assurances. We receive backing, we provide assurances, we provide backing yes. to U.S. forces and interests in the region. Mm-hmm. Now, beyond that, when we're looking at this whole map, we see, of course, the the Iranians going through Iraq, Syria, Lebanon, and Yemen. These yes. will be the sectors in which uh, the Iranians will operate. The Iranians will attempt, most likely, to challenge the United States in uh, maritime routes, whether mm-hmm. it is Bab el Mandeb, which is the connecting point in the Red Sea, uh, to uh, the Strait of Hormuz, uh, going the whole way down there. Yes. Uh, Bab in Arabic is a door. Okay, so this is ah, okay. the door that that connects between both uh, the east and the west. Yes. Well, Jonathan, I would like to listen to. 
all this explanation for another, you know, half an hour, but we ran out of time for this show. We will dive deeper into this uh, the next time, but it's important always to remember God is in control. Mm-hmm. And we will continue to pray, obviously, for the peace of Jerusalem and the salvation of Israel. Thank you, Jonathan. Thank you back at home, and we'll see you next time for another episode of Editor's Note. Thank you for joining us in another TV7 Israel podcast. For more content, visit our website at tv7israelnews.com or follow us on social media. 